Adrian Peterson is taking care of things right now. Down the sideline. If he can get loose, he's gone. Illigway will score. The Wesley Fields. Touchdown. Georgia Southern. All right, Georgia Southern fans, welcome to another episode of Georgia Southern Extra. I'm Travis Jadon, the beat writer for Georgia Southern Athletics at the Savannah Morning News and savannahnow.com. We have a special June episode for you guys today. Uh, We'll have two separate interviews. We'll have first, uh, strength and conditioning coach for Georgia Southern football, Matt Greenhall. Uh, The Eagles are currently in their summer offseason workout program and into those plans. And so we talked to coach about kind of where they're at, uh, where the Eagles are at in terms of uh, their offseason program, and even got a chance to ask them how Coach Lunsford performs in the weight room. So hope you guys enjoy this interview. All right, we're joined today by Georgia Southern Strength and Conditioning Coach for Football, Matt Greenhall. Uh, Coach Greenhall has been working with a lot of the Eagles, most of the Eagles, I would assume, during the offseason and heading into these summer months. I'd imagine that he is the one that has the most uh, hands-on contact with these players as as the coaches are off uh, recruiting and and taking care of some other things. But, Coach, thanks for joining us. First off, how's the summer been going for you guys? Uh, I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, summer's been going great, uh, really, really well. Uh, you know, we're in our third week now, so time is uh, flying by, but the, the guys show up to work every day. They do a great job, so those three weeks have flown by, and it's been, you know, it's, it really has been a great three weeks. And, Coach, for those of us who aren't, like, you know, in the program day in and day out, can you kind of explain as, as best you can the process of – preparing for the off season for you i mean how do you go about coming up with the plan and, and the strategy for you uh in the off season is it something that the previous season tells you what what you guys need to work on or is it just kind of you already know or well you know first and foremost you know whenever we talk about strategy or plan you know our staff is phenomenal coach lunchford's phenomenal where we sit down as a staff at the end of a season, at the end of every semester, and kind of evaluate where we stand, where we're at. And we try to identify our strengths and our weaknesses and, okay, what do we need to work on moving forward? So right now going into the summertime, all right, you know, what are we preparing for? Well, we're preparing for camp, which, you know, prepares us to go play LSU and have our season, you know, the 2019 season. So right now it's like, all right, you know, we've got to – we had a great off season, a great spring semester, great spring ball. You know, we had two big training blocks there where we got strong. So now we're really looking at, okay, we've got to be in the best shape we can be to start camp. Uh, you know, because once we start camp, we are in football mode. And the most important thing is football. So right now it's preparing their bodies for the vigors of football physically. And then from a mental aspect, it's continuing, continuing to build our culture. You know, we want to go from good to great. That's our theme this year. So we sat down as a staff, and, you know, Coach Lunsford was like, okay, we had a good season, but what do we need to do to take that next step to be great? So everything we do, we look at it. All right, where were we last year? Where do we stand? All right, how do we get better at it? Uh, so right now it's really preparing them for the vigors of camp, uh, making sure we get in great shape and continue to build that culture, uh, continue to build the bonds of our brotherhood because we have some, you know, we have a special thing going on here. So how do we continue to keep that on an upward trajectory? Uh, so we sit as a staff, full football staff, 
kind of lay the plan. All right, what am I going to go ahead and do? What are my goals for the team in regards to strength and conditioning? And then I sit with my staff and build out our plan. And, you know, knowing the players we have and their strength and weaknesses, how do we how do we do that? So we sit and have a meeting on that. We plug things in and we kind of create our structure and our plan moving forward. Yeah, that was perfect, Coach. I, I guess for me, when I hear that, I, the next question that I would ask is, you know, you talked about building a program and, you know, working with specific players. How specific is it? Is it more focused on, you know, units as a whole? We want our wide receivers to be better at this, or is it, you know, as specific as, hey, this running back in particular needs to get better at this thing in particular, and it's that specific, or is it more, you know, as units? You know, we def- we talk about each and every individual player and their strengths and their weaknesses, and then we start general and build the specific. Uh, you know, so predominantly at the beginning of our training, by the beginning of the summer, we're working very generalized, general capabilities of our athletes as a whole. There'll be some differences between who we classify as our bigs, you know, our linemen and our combo guys, guys who might be inside of the box, running backs, tight ends, linebackers, and then our skill guys, wideouts, DBs, guys like that. Uh, For the most part, we start off very general. And as the uh, summer training rolls on, we get more and more specific. Uh, And my big thing is, you know, when we evaluate individuals and figure out their weaknesses and where we see they can improve, we let them know. I mean, you know, our our program is is very candid. We say, hey, you know, we want to work on your body composition. We want to work on your top end speed. We've got to make sure you play with better pad level. I think what that helps us do is that helps us, even when we're general, let specific guys know. That allows us to let specific guys know, hey, this is a drill. Yeah, everyone's doing it, but we're really looking at you and how how hard are you willing to push and things you're going to work on uh, to make you a better player. And we also, you know. We thrive, you know, we talk about being blue collar. And for us, that's you know, not being afraid to do a little bit extra, whether that's coming in on an off day when the weight room's open and, you know, come in and talk to a coach about, all right, what can I do to get better? All right, I got to get better at this. Now, how can I do that? Uh, right. So we definitely start off very generalized. I and mean, then as we get closer and closer to camp, we get more specific uh, in regards to positions and individuals. And, Coach, you have a unique perspective on on these players as they come you know in as as freshmen and sometimes early enrollees and and then you know stay all the way through in in most cases for you is there one year or one off season that tends to be the off season of you know where a player can either you know take a a dramatic step or where that off season can really cost the player or do you look at them as you know all equals so you know, from freshman year to sophomore year or from junior year to senior year, if that makes sense? Absolutely. I think, you know, I think there needs to be growth through every offseason and every year of an athlete's career just because I think you know, that person needs to continue to set goals for themselves and understand, you know, that, all right, maybe they had a great sophomore year. Well, what are they going to do to have an even better junior year? But in my opinion, the most developmental years are – their first off season, so that first year they're on campus, and then also that second year they're on campus. Um, you know, especially with guys who redshirt. You know, guys will redshirt and they develop physically. You know, you work on developing them mentally if they redshirt, things like mm-hmm. that, keeping them within the game. But then if a guy redshirts, I mean, he hasn't. You know, he essentially takes not a year off from football by any means, but a year off from competition. So right. getting those guys back comfortable. Hey, 
we know you just redshirted it and you know, maybe you wanted to be out there, but you know that you're redshirting for a reason. That way you can be bigger, faster, stronger, and a better football player as you go. So I don't like to say that, you know, oh, if a guy doesn't have a great first year, then he's done, you know, anything like that. It's got to be developmental. But I do think those first two off seasons, you know, their freshman year and their sophomore year are huge because they're still at, a, at an age, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, where they're still developing immensely physically and, you know, immensely mentally dealing with all the stressors that being a collegiate student athlete has. So understanding, all right, good, you're, you're able to handle it now. You know, you're comfortable with it. Now let's continue to push outside of your comfort zone and grow. I think those first two years are critical, but I do believe that every single year, every single offseason, there is huge growth potential um, just because you're going to assume a bigger role. You know, a junior going into his senior year, that guy, we're going to look at that guy for more leadership. You know, instead of being a guy who always does right and doesn't have any issues, okay, that's great, but now let's bring some guys with you. So every year there's definitely big growth potential, but those first two years I think are definitely critical. All right, Coach, now for some real hard-hitting questions. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, okay. For for the fans, who is the strongest pound-for-pound guy on the team, and, and then maybe who's a guy that most people wouldn't think is one of the better performers in the weight room that actually is? Uh, well, pound for pound is going to be Jay Bowdry. Jay has incredible strength levels uh, for his size, particularly for his body weight. Uh, he's a guy that uh, he can handle weight. It, it really is. It's impressive. Uh, he's a guy that you know, we almost have to try to back down at times because he wants to push himself so hard as well. And uh, he can really handle some weight pound for pound. He's up there. Uh, he's definitely number one. I said the second guy that's very strong and a lot of people I don't think might know is uh, Matthew LaRoche, uh, who goes by Speedy. He is a strong kid. He's got pop, and it shows up when he runs. He is he's very strong. Uh, he's very twitchy, very explosive. And uh, he's a guy that I think is probably an underrated strength guy. And uh, it's really starting to show now. You know, he, And, again, that's a guy who's in his uh, second full off season, So he's starting to blossom. Uh, be quite frank, our, our entire team of older guys, uh, you know, particularly our older guys, because younger guys are they're starting to figure it out technically and things like that. Mm. Our, our older guys are strong. Uh, it's impress, very, very impressive. You know, CJ Wright, he's a younger guy, but he is very strong. Ty Phillips, very strong. Raymond, uh, Raymond Johnson, very strong. Randy Wade, extremely strong. Uh, we've got some guys that can handle some load, but. Uh, Dude, the, the big one that stands out to me is Jay Bowder. He's impressive. He's a freak. He has a 40-plus inch vertical leap as well, which shows you that he can take that strength and apply it into power. But uh, Matthew LaRoche is a guy who I think his strength is, uh, is, is coming in, and he's a younger guy that I think is going to continue to blossom and show off that strength. All right, awesome, Coach. I got one more for you. I need to know the numbers for Coach Lunsford in the, in the weight room. What, what do you got on the bench for him? And, and I guess how, how hard does he work in the weight room? Uh, Coach Lunsford, all right, and you can, if you don't believe me, you can ask our players. Coach Lunsford comes in every day, uh, every single day, works out around lunchtime. Uh, his numbers, now I'm not too sure about the bench press, but I know for a fact he can do a whole lot of sets of 25 push-ups. He can crush some intervals on the treadmill, that's for sure. Uh, so he's, he's pretty quick. I think he's getting faster uh, as we go. <laughs> um, 
and uh, he's not afraid. He's not afraid to squat. He he gets. Uh, we have these big sand uh, sandbags. They're about 55 pounds. He's about some interval training. He'll throw that sandbag on his back and crank out about 25 squats, and then go hit the treadmill and then hit some push-ups. He uh, he gets after it. I mean, he's blue collar. He's just blue collar as they come. I'm not too sure about the raw numbers, but he can go all day. All right, I'm gonna get the raw numbers from him next time I talk to him. But coach, thank you for joining us, and good luck to you guys this summer. I know you know for you this is the most important time of the year and it shows up in the fall um, and we're looking forward to it. So thanks for joining us, coach. Oh, I appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me on. Georgia Southern fans, if you want the best Georgia Southern football and other athletics coverage, visit savannahnow.com slash digital only offer. You get a free first month and then $7.99 after that for a subscription to savannahnow.com. The subscription includes coverage of Georgia Southern football and other athletics, as well as prep sports, pro sports, college sports, and any local sports that you need. All right, now we're going to close this episode out with an interview with former Georgia Southern Eagle great B.J. Johnson. B.J. has recently been hired as an assistant coach on the offensive side of the ball at Savannah State University. Savannah State has recently transitioned into Division II athletics, and they will also be transitioning into an option offense. Uh, Their head coach, Sean Quinn, has said that they want to be, quote, Georgia Southern East. So for those people in the Savannah area who don't get enough of the option offense with Georgia Southern, you'll get plenty of it with Savannah State. Uh, We talked to Coach Johnson about their visit uh, as a coaching staff to Statesboro recently to visit with Coach Bob DeBess and Coach Lunsford and those guys, uh, and then talked to him about some specifics of the option offense and, and, you know, how they go about implementing that. And then uh, some brief notes on his time as a Georgia Southern Eagle. So I hope you guys enjoy that one. All right, we're joined by B.J. Johnson today. Those Georgia Southern fans uh, from not too long ago, I guess, will remember B.J. Johnson. Uh, And now he is back in the area, uh, not in Statesboro necessarily, but back in Savannah as an assistant coach uh, on the offensive side of the ball for Sean Quinn at Savannah State University. And they got a lot of exciting things going on there with with some transition um, in in the athletic program and and then a transition as a whole uh, with the football program and just kind of how they go about things off the field and on the field. So, BJ, thanks for joining us today. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me. So, first, I I wanted to touch on you know your savannah state tigers now can you kind of let everyone know what your role is there now and kind of how you decided to go there and, and how that decision was made i guess oh uh, yes sir um i am the full-time uh wide receiver coach at savannah state university and um uh, my role obviously is to develop our guys receivers on the field and off the field and uh, that's by being a mentor to um pretty much our whole team you know as i like to take that approach to any young athlete that needs some type of guidance, whether it be, like I said, on the field, off the field, just because, like you said, you know, I was in their shoes just a couple of years ago. So I can re- uh, relate to a lot of things that they're going through, a lot of frustrations that they might be dealing with at the time. As far as my ties to getting down here, um, Coach Quinn was at Georgia Southern my freshman year in college. And, you know, he left, you know, went to pursue other paths in coaching. 
after my career playing football, you know, I came home and I coached at my high school back in uh, South Carolina, Woodruff High School, and I realized, you know, I got a passion for coaching, you know, and um, really just being around the guys and, you know, helping those guys. Cause a lot of stuff I hear them talking about, you know, I got an answer for it because, like I said, I was just in their shoes a couple of years ago. I called around and, you know, had a great conversation with uh, Coach Jeff Monk and the Army, and, um, you know, I had a great conversation with a lot of coaches, but I, I think Coach Munkin is the coach that really – put me in the position that I am right now as far as contacting Coach Quinn. I don't want to leave anybody out, but I do know Coach Market had a lot to do with my um, success as far as getting my foot in the door and getting my first opportunity to be a full-time position coach at um, at Division Two level. And of course, I mean, that's another name that Georgia Southern fans will definitely know, and, and Jeff Munkin. So, you know, on that note, I guess, VJ, you guys are transferring to an option offense uh, heading into 2019. Now, I know you weren't there in, in 2018 or, or any time before 2019. So I guess for you coming from at least somewhat of an option background at Georgia Southern and then, you know, having talked with Coach Munkin and so on and so forth, for you, I guess – what what are some of the keys early on when you're when you're teaching a unit or or uh, a guy even a specific person about the option offense? What are some of the things you have to immediately uh, make sure they understand? First thing first, immediately you have to understand that you have to play with effort. You know, the option offense is not going to go if you're not playing with some type of effort. If you're not playing for the guy beside you, just because you know in this offense, you know it's it's not the prettiest. And, uh, you know, you, you're not going to uh, see a whole bunch of balls being flung around, the, I mean, uh, through around the, uh, the field and whatnot, however you want to call it. So the first thing first I'll try to do with my guys is get them to understand that, you know, it works, but you have to buy into it. And by you buying into it, you have to understand as receivers, you know, we're going to be called upon to block more often than, than you see us running down the field catching touchdown passes. And um, you just got to have guys that are willing to do that and willing to buy in and understand that our chances will come when um and, and when the time presents itself, we have to be ready to go up and make a play. But um, I feel like you know what's important for this type of offense, you have to have guys that just play with effort and uh, honestly, that's not be uh, me players. You have to be team oriented, team first. What can I do to help the team win? And that's what I was told, and that's how I, um had the success I did at Georgia Southern. You know, I blocked when I was supposed to block, and then when the opportunity presented itself, because I worked hard and I blocked. You know, the coaches relied on me to uh, go get the passes when we did throw them. And um, I feel like that's what you got to have as far as receivers in this type of offense, guys that are willing to do the dirty work and um, basically not be prima donnas. And, I, and I'm sure that you've already kind of laid the groundwork for this, um, you know, maybe not as nicely as I'll put it to the players, but is it basically come down to when you're a wide receiver uh, in the option offense I mean, even if you're not a talented blocker, can you be a good blocker just by working hard? I mean, is that as, as simple as it can be? I mean, obviously you can get better at it, but is working hard, you know, the number one first step for a wide receiver? Yes, it, it is. I mean, you know, blocking, how I like to talk about it, it's, it's nothing but effort. You know, obviously, you know, it's technique to it, don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know, it's fundamentals as far as hand placement, keeping your feet running, you know, Bent, have some type of bend in your knees. You know, you just can't go out there and start blocking. You're standing straight up. So obviously there's some type of technique and fundamentals to it. But at the end of the day, if you got a guy that's out there playing harder than the guy you're blocking, you know, you can get away with a lot of stuff uh, as far as having, you know, some of your technique might be bad or you might be top-heavy. But as long as you keep running your feet and you're giving effort, like I said, a lot of those things, 
you can get away with on film just simply by playing harder than, you know, the opposing guy in front of you. And that just automatically reminds me of, of something that Coach Sean Quinn had told me earlier this offseason that they wanted to become uh, – he used a boxing analogy. He said – he said we want to become uh, Floyd, or he said we want to become Muhammad Ali and George Foreman, and not Floyd Mayweather. And that oh, kind of yeah. that kind of stuck with me off the rip because a I, I'm not sure I I knew before that the coach Quinn knew who Floyd Mayweather was. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's too hip and up on on the on the middleweight boxing class. But I I got the point off the rip that Sean Quinn wanted to establish an identity. And, and frankly, from someone that's been in Savannah uh, for a while now, I can tell you that, that Savannah State, you know, there hasn't been an identity. And I don't think anyone, right. you know, I don't think anyone argues that. Um, and so the fact that, that he's bringing in guys now like you to back up what he talked about earlier in the offseason about finding an identity, it's clear from looking at the hires and the players that he's brought in that there is going to be a conscious effort to go back to, to mm-hmm. an option offense and a pure one in that in, in which you just want athletes all over the field um, and you want guys that can play different positions. So far, BJ, since you've been at Savannah State, have have you been able to notice any kind of, you know, I, it's early for them. I, I don't want to you know, phrase this wrong, but have you been able to notice any kind of similarities in the way things are done on the field, off the field, as the way they were done uh, while you were at Georgia Southern? Um, yes, in, in some ways, but um, I think most importantly, what we have to do as a team that I feel like that we're not there yet completely. It hasn't changed. Yes, what I'm about to say, but um, it's not there completely as far as the culture. And I feel like Coach Quinn is doing a great job. At, you know, mm-hmm. since he got here. Or as soon as he was, you know, named head coach, you, know, you could see him as far as the community service and doing those type of deals that we did at Georgia Southern. I think the culture is one thing that um that is changing that is very, very similar to how it was at Georgia Southern, you know, bringing that winning attitude um, on and off the field. And uh, I, I think that's, like I said, that's one thing that's really standing out that I noticed when I got here as far as the guys wanting to compete in practice um, guys wanting to do community service outside of practice, you know, whenever in, in their downtime, you know, we have pretty good attendance as far as community service, you know, pretty much the whole team is out there. So I think, you know, those type of similarities are starting to show up. And if you got a team that's willing to do that, you know, nine times out of 10, nine times out of 10 you will have a team that's going to go out there and give it all together as a unit on Saturdays and when it counts. So I, I think that's one thing that Coach Quinn has done a great job at as far as turning the coach around is starting to look and starting to feel more like a Georgia Southern. And like I said, we still got a long way to go as far as it go to coaching and stuff, but we're definitely headed in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, just again, you know, only my opinion from, from having seen, you know, four or five of the spring practices and then the spring game, it's clear that there's an expectation for people to succeed on every snap. Whereas it used to be, it used to be where it was kind of just like, all right, let's line up and do it again. Or, but right. now it's like, if you don't do it right, you're held accountable, or at least mm-hmm. people around are, are upset. And it used to be where it was just like, you didn't even notice when a ball was dropped or fumbled because it right. happened so, so often. So at least from my vantage point, BJ, it already looks like a much better product. Um, so I can say that. Will you, will you kind of explain to our listeners that. too, BJ? Yeah, no worries. Our, I, th- I don't think a lot of people, you know, follow – 
kind of the off season as far as coaches go and as far as what you guys do together. Can you tell our listeners what you guys were able to do in Statesboro? Um, I guess it was last week or a couple of weeks ago by visiting Statesboro and Coach Lunsford and the staff there. What, what were you guys able to accomplish? Uh, first, I want to say uh, thank you to Coach Lunsford and his staff at Georgia Southern for welcoming us back because, you know, a lot of us like Man Ray, Nate Baker, Russ, Sean, me, Coach Quinn, um, you know, all those guys at some point were at Georgia Southern, whether they be as GAs or as coaches or uh, um, athletes. So, you know, it felt good to be back, and I want to thank Coach Lunsford, like I said, and his staff for having us back. But um, that whole trip was for us, honestly, is to go down as an offensive staff and for the really position coaches, Honestly, well, we met as a unit first, you know, and we listened to uh, the OC coach, the, uh, the best. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Is it yeah. The best of the both? The best. You nailed uh, it. Yeah, the best. Um, yeah, he did a great job, you know, telling us exactly what those guys do over there from to a T and did a great job answering questions. And, you know, really was a, a big help to us as far as, you know, giving us a chance to pull from him and the stuff that they do. And, you know, we took some stuff that they did that we felt like we could be good at. And, you know, some stuff that, we you know, we looked at and, we said we like we don't know if that's gonna fit us as a team, but right. um, overall, you know, we went in there and like I said, the whole goal of that was just to sit down with a you know a, a college football team that's on the up and coming, you know, that's producing you know championships at the um you know in the postseason and um winning big time games on TV and gets you know top twenty five teams stuff like that. So we just want to honestly just pull for them and just pick their brain in other words and see how they run things as far as practice go, game day and all that type of deal, schemes and you know, I got a chance to um, sit down with a coach, um, receiver coach there, uh, Elo. I, I think that's what he told me to call him. Uh, he was pretty cool and, you know, got to pick his brain of some things, and, you know, and honestly, let's ask him about, like, hey, coach, what do you look for recruiting-wise? And, you know, he was a, a huge help. So it was, it was it was it felt great to be back there because, obviously, like I said, that was where my opportunity was given. And if I didn't go there, I could honestly say I wouldn't be here. So it definitely felt good to go back home and, you know, visit and talk ball. And um, I feel like, you know, Georgia Southern was first class as far as opening up their doors and allowing us to sit in their room and, you know, learn from them. So I really appreciated that. Well, I appreciate you giving me a new nickname for uh, Coach Lamar Owens now. Now it's just L.O. Yeah. from here on out. Yeah, he said call it L.O. So I was, you know, that's what I did. Well, he, he still tells me to call him Mr. Owens, so. <laughs> you, you got you got further than I did, BJ. Uh, I guess for for those people, I, I I recognize most of the names you rattled off there. Can you can you tell us the first and last names again of, of kind of the people at Savannah State now that have ties to Georgia Southern? We got obviously Coach Sean Quinn, Coach Linebacker there, Nate mm-hmm. Baker, who was in GA there for like thirty years. Hope you hear this and laugh. He was there <laughs> for a long time. Uh, Marion Slater Moore was a, you know, probably the best center there. And I'm not being biased. You know, if people were big fans of George Southern, you saw how Man Ray played. He played with great tenacity. And, you know, was one of the guys that, you know, you want to build your coach around. And then Russell DeMossi, um, he was – Russ was a senior my freshman year. So he came out with the J.J. Wilcox and all guys. And Russell yeah. DeMossi, even though he didn't have a stellar career at Georgia Southern, but if anybody knows Russ as far as – you know, players that play on the same team, that everybody that knows Russ, he was a scout team player for us, and he freaking lit up the first team defense like it, you know what I'm saying, like it wasn't on tomorrow. So he got those guys prepared for 
spread teams. You got those guys prepared for what they're going to see on Saturdays. And honestly, probably was better than some quarterbacks that played on Saturdays that the defense had to play. So that's why I feel like, you know, we're all together as a unit because everybody out of the name, as far as from Nate being at GA for a long time, just soaking up knowledge from Coach Muck and the coach uh, Fritz and, you know, learning for those guys to Man Ray, you know, being the guy that we want to build a team around, that type of character to Russ, who was a scout team player, but still went out there every day and did his job. You put it on the coaching staff and then, you know, you add guys like me too along the mix. We're trying to produce that and make it one unit. And I feel like, you know, that's why Coach Quinn hired the guys he hired just because, like I said, all those names, it's more than just a name to go with it. I had, like, you know, it's great stories and great memories, and I speak very highly of those guys. And I feel like that's why I want the same staff, and I feel like that's why we'll have success at Savannah State. Now, I know Russell Demasi really well. I played in an adult baseball league with him. I played in a softball <laughs> league with him. And he tells me all the time about how he was the scout team hero. So hopefully oh, he, he didn't alive. just – Hopefully he didn't just put that in your ear and tell you to say that. Oh, I saw it. No, I saw it. I saw it. I was there. All right. <laughs> yes, I'm going to believe it, it now heard, that someone else confirms it. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes, sir. I heard, I heard the stories, and I saw it myself. He used to piss the defense off, but, I mean, it got him better. So That's kind of his whole goal, I think, is to piss every defense off, right? Oh, yeah, and it worked. <laughs> it worked. Awesome. So hopefully we can get the same, uh, the same production, you know, on the, uh, on the coaching side, which I'm, pretty, I'm confident that we will, so. Awesome, Coach. Well, listen, we appreciate you joining us. Do you want to let everyone know how they can follow you and, and Savannah State uh, on Twitter or social media or whatever you guys got going on? Oh, yes, sir. Um, yeah, if, you want, if you're if you on Twitter, you can follow me at um, BJ underscore Johnson 23. And then um, you can see us, you see me on there retweeting a lot of Savannah State stuff. And, then, you know, if you don't follow Coach Quinn, follow him and, you know, follow our football page. So, you know, we uh, greatly appreciate you guys. No worries, Coach. Thanks for joining us, and good luck to you guys this season, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you, Travis. Oh, he will. Adrian Peterson is taking care of things right now. Down the sideline. If he can get loose, he's gone. Illigway will score. The Wesley Fields. Touchdown. Georgia Southern.